and welcome everybody to the Lunacy Podcast. My name is Tony. I'm here with Dave and Connor. Dave Stevens, Connor Ennis. I am Tony Permanenzi. David Sterling is on vacation. Uh, he is. He had a long week at the uh, Disney World uh, down there in Florida. I think he, I think his, him and his family were down there like pretty much all week, or at least half the week. Um, so uh, he did. He did do the. Uh, uh, Epcot uh, World of Beers thing. So next time he's on, we'll talk about that a little bit. Um, he was just really tired from doing all that stuff this week. I understand. It's understandable. Uh, Connor's back after missing two weeks. Uh, one week for COVID and the next week because, well, his whole family got COVID. So, um, yeah, good to have you back, Connor. Yeah, good to uh, be back. Your uh, kid is no longer allowed at my house after giving me COVID. <laughs> Oh, um, dang it. No, just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm going to talk to not, Kelly and talk to the men and people. On it's the, it's on high there. It's not his fault. It's not his <laughs> fault. It's nobody's <laughs> fault, really. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so uh, Connor and I are back at it. I still have some residual stuff. My nasal capacity is still not the greatest, as you can probably hear from my voice, but we'll uh, we'll get there. Um, Guys, let's get right into beers because Dave and I. Uh, Friday night, Friday afternoon, actually right. got off work early, early, drove up the, uh, drove up the one, one Oh one, one sixty nine, up all the way up there to Princeton, Minnesota to visit a new brewery sunken ship, uh, which, uh, right off the highway, Dave, I mean, not, yes, not like packed back in some weird area, right off the highway. You can see it nope. from one sixty nine. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, how many breweries? do we go to that are, you know, and out of necessities, whatever, but are mm-hmm. kind of tucked into industrial areas or off the beaten path, harder to find. This mm-hmm. one's not. The thing is, you mentioned Princeton. I do not get up to Princeton very often. No, I pass through it once in a blue moon, it seems like, but uh, yeah. So, but it is nice. I mean, cause I was looking at the distance, say from my house or my work and it's, it's a bit of a haul. However, yep. you know, it's not too bad, you know, from your place, it wasn't that bad at all. No, up. no. And especially when they get the construction on Elk River, which we drove through on the way yeah. back. And then um, you also mentioned the new. Yeah, it was new. In fact, what's yeah, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, Tony, but the, the grand opening was uh, last weekend, right? Last weekend. I think the last 30th, weekend, very 30th of July. So. Was last how weekend. new is it? Because I've been through Princeton a few times on my travels as a courier, and I never saw a brewery up there. Yeah. I always wanted to visit one. It's, uh, it's brand new. Uh, like I said, it opened up last weekend. Uh, their big thing is uh, grab a growler or a crowler on your way up to the cabin, which is, I mean, super. I mean, there that's are no awesome. other there are no other breweries on the way up to the cabin. Now, you could stop at Ayer, but that's kind of tucked. Dave, we kind of drove by where their area is at. It's kind of tucked away in Elk River. So uh, this place on the way up to Black, you could just stop there and grab some and go. Yeah. If you yeah, if you were heading to Malax and you're on 101, 169 there where where they come together, uh, yeah, you 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 could turn your head. To the, you'd see it driving by. If you're driving yep. by. It's that can that convenient to get to. And uh, what a cool yeah, it was cool. It was really. Yep. I, we we get off the exit. We we drive literally right by, past it on the front of the road as we come back to it. It's got a cool. It's got cool visuals. It looked. I thought it was new when we first drove by it. The building yeah. I thought was new. It had literally kind of like an old ship out front a lighthouse mm-hmm. out front so they really put some money and effort into this to make it look great mm-hmm. it, it really looked cool they have a little dog area yeah uh, yeah about. that's yeah that's right as a, a, a like a, a, a it's you know relatively small but a leash you know off leash yep. area off to the side yep. of the brewery and of course it's i shouldn't say of course but 
once I saw that, I wasn't surprised to find out that it's dog friendly in and out mm-hmm. inside yes. and outside in that brewery. So that's kind of cool. Um, Dave and I were trying to figure out what used to be there because it looked like a new build, but then we're inside and they had some uh, garage doors. So I was thinking maybe it used to be a, a oil change place. So I think we actually okay. talked to the owner's wife uh, and she said it used to be an old, uh, it was an old ship slash boat repair shop. Oh, wow. Thus the name sunken ship. Sunken ship. Right. Yeah. It all, it all came. To, I'm glad we found that, that, that out. Cause it all came together then. Oh, that explains some of the look in inside of the brewery itself, which mm-hmm. is cool and unique. And then, Oh, of course, then it explains the name and the theme of the brewery. It all, it all makes sense now. So yeah, that was kind of cool because it, um, they clearly put some money into this. It really looked yeah. great in there. Um, so that's why I was a bit confused. I almost could have believed it was new, but come to find out, no, that building has been there for a long time. I think she, I, now I forget, but it was something before yeah, the was, uh, ship repair place or boat repair yeah, place. So, it sounded like that had been there for many years. Yeah. Uh, so inside it's all lots of wood. Uh, the ceiling you can see through the rafters kind of looks like the bottom of the ship up top with all the wood trim. Uh, the bathrooms are mates and mateys or whatever. And, and it's a whole ship theme. Um, I will say that they don't have a lot of beers right now because um, they just started. They had uh, Dave and I are each going to drink one tonight or drink one tonight. Uh, they had two uh, seltzers, one regular oh, seltzer wow. and one imperial seltzer, uh, which means imperial. It was like 7.8%. So kick your ass type of seltzers. No kidding. Um, yeah, uh, crazy. And it's funny, Dave and I were talking and, and nothing wrong with this, but it's funny when you go into breweries, especially out state Minnesota, out of the metro, and the clientele in there is totally different than the clientele that you see at like an Omni or, you know, dual citizen or wherever down here. And I pointed out to Dave, I said, look around, look at what everybody's drinking here. Everybody pretty much had their light uh, lager that they have, their light ale, whatever it is, uh, that I'm drinking tonight. Um, and the reason why is, well, the clientele, uh, a lot of people probably that far up north aren't really into craft beers per se. They like craft beer, but not like the crazy stuff. And it's cheap. Their, that ale they have is five bucks for a glass. So oh, it's not nice. it's not expensive uh, for that. So... And it's it's four point one percent, so it's 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 good. Um, yeah, it was a good time. Uh, it was nice. Uh, Dave and I enjoyed ourselves, and uh, yeah. So check out, get get up there and check that out. I've always I'm always up for visiting a new brewery. So yeah, that'd be awesome. The only the only bad thing about it is they don't have a Twitter account, so I can't really give uh, them a great shout out on here. You know, I'll flag them, but they don't have a Twitter account yet. So. Um, like I said, I'm drinking uh, what is called the Uncharted Odyssey, which is a light beer, uh, ABV of 4.1%. Um, I think there's really a story on it at all. No, no stories or anything like that. But uh, yeah, it's a, it's a, seriously, it's, you could drink this all day. I mean, take a growler or two up to your cabin and you'd be having this all day. It's, nice. it's fantastic. Very light. You know, you can see it from here. It's really nothing at all. So, uh, Dave, what did you get from uh, Sunken Ship? 
Yeah. So, I mean, I, yeah, I, and I should mention I, while we were there, I did try the, the uncharted odyssey and yeah, it is a, it's a great, great light beer. Yeah. And it's a good, good base. You can see why it's popular. And especially right now where they really only have, uh, you know, three, three beer, three true beers. And then they have, of course, a few of the, uh, no, I should say four. They have four, including the, they have sours. They have two sours. Oh yeah. Two sours. Okay. All right. I got a little five. They got five beers, right. And a couple seltzers. So anyways, um, so yeah, I did try that one is good. Definitely not disappointed. I wanted to, um, kind of try them off. I could, so I ended up getting a crowler of the Aaron sweater to take home. And I, I should mention the Aaron sweater that that is their stout. So they have a light beer, a hazy IPA, and then a couple of the, um, uh, that the, I guess they call it tarts, but the sours, whatever you want to call it, but this is the stout. So it's a stout. It's up my alley. Although I haven't, you know, especially this summer, I haven't had a lot of stout. So this was kind of switching gears for me a little bit, at least recently, but this one's kind of, they just describe it quite, it's a fairly simple stout, but they, describe it having um basically chocolate and coffee flavors and it does and actually starts it's it's fairly smooth for a stout which i guess is not that surprising um it's 6.3 percent which is, is is a little strong but not overpowering at all it doesn't have a overpowering taste when it comes to you know the alcohol it doesn't hit you smooth drinking and i think it first hits you with a kind of a sweeter note of the chocolate and then yeah i right up my alley like i said it kind of leaves you with a little bit of the coffee aftertaste which i love so yeah i think they did for you know i don't know how long they've been brewing this obviously not too long since the the uh at least not in mass mass quantities but uh since the brewery only opened up a week ago but yeah i'm happy with it so and i should say i don't know if it's obvious but all their beers have kind of the shipping kind of sailing theme to them so i had to do a kind of a I had to, I, I forgot. I know what, an, I don't know if you guys know what an Aaron sweater is, but I forgot the name. I hadn't heard this name. So when I, if, if you guys were to Google it or look it up, you might see something and think, oh, that's an Irish sweater. And that, cause that's what I thought. I, I see these things in Ireland all the time. Basically another, it's another, another name for it would be like an Irish fisherman sweater. Mm. Hence, you know, it's the shipping theme so a okay. lot of sailors might have worn these because it's you know now i'm getting into the weeds here but uh, and i'll try not, try not to but a lot of their irish wool you know is traditionally how they're made from sheep and i guess the oils of the the sheep uh, for it, it it's naturally waterproof so that's why oh, say, cool. irish fishermen would wear these on the ships and whatnot so sticking and, with the theme and you got the name correct good job dave yeah thank you yeah that was uh that was a big uh Big thing up there because Aaron sweater, you want to name it, you want to call it something else. And uh I call it something else. I won't say what I called it. It but, doesn't uh, roll off the tongue quite no. easily. And I thought maybe I was the only one who said that, but there was a guy in front of me when I was checking out who said the exact same name. I was like, this is gonna be something that people are gonna be saying all the time up here. So yeah. um yeah, so. If you guys are up in Princeton, go check out Sunken Ship. Uh, Connor, what are you drinking tonight? I went off my normal IPA uh, type of road here, and I've got a sour tonight. Um, and it's based, It's called the Vision Board, and it's from Wild Mind Artisan Ales in, uh, in well, technically it's South Minneapolis, but it's like a block away from Richfield. Um, so I, I consider it Richfield, but it's technically South Minneapolis. It's it basically tastes like fruit punch in my opinion. Um, mm. It's six point two percent ABV. 
there's no IBU, and it's packed with pineapple puree, orange puree, raspberry puree, marshmallow, and soft serve ice cream. Uh, so it's uh, it, they when I th- hear that description, it's more it sounds more like a like a rainbow sherbet or something like that, like yeah. a, like very very fruity, but it's very good. Um, I'm not normally not in the sours because I think they're too tart in my opinion. Uh, but this isn't, this isn't overwhelmingly tart. Um, it's just very fruity, which again is not my forte, but, um, it's very, very tasty. And I bought it. I originally bought it for Laura. She's got a pint upstairs right now. Um, but yeah, it's, it's very delicious. And if so, I mean, from you guys, uh, wild minds is, is basically the opposite direction, uh, from second sunken ship. Yeah. Um, if you head down, uh, south of the cities there, uh, but it's a great, it's a great brewery. It's got a great like outdoor patio. I think they've got lawn bowling in the summer. They've got, uh, hockey in the winter. Um, they've got, uh, they, they used to have trivia there. I'm not sure if they have still have trivia there, but, uh, it's a nice big tap room, uh, with, uh, a very nice staff behind it. So check them out, uh, over at, I believe it's 61st and pleasant or Wentworth or, uh one of those two nice all right well beers good beers tonight guys on this sunday night before we get into the game guys let's talk about the transfer window because there was a lot of action from the loons one finally just um being announced today uh, right before this podcast uh is the acquiring midfielder jonathan gonzalez on loan from monterey and the interesting part guys is he his discovery rights were with the Colorado Rapids, which we gave, of course, $50,000 in game to them to take his discovery rights away. Um, and now we've gotten him. He is 23. He's gotten, he uh, has three caps for, for Mexico. And the, the funny thing is, and I, I kind of remember this now, he's, the, he's an American. Uh, he chose to play for Mexico and not America, even though he was born in California two Mexican parents and he played yeah. with U S national youth national teams and, and all kinds of stuff. So it's, yeah. it's, and not like, I, I, I'll, I'll be the first to admit, I mean, you hear the, I hear these stories like, as I don't know, I'm not I'll call it a little more casual fan of the U S men's national team, definitely a fan, but you hear a, a bunch of names, you know, when it comes to this dual citizenship where they have their choice at the youth youth international level. And so, you know, John Gonzalez, you know, he played for the U.S. national team's youth level, of course, and so didn't have to make the choice until, you know, he got a little bit older. But so, yeah, he ultimately made the choice. And, Tony, you said he has three caps with the senior Mexican team? Yep. What you said? Yeah, and so, has 114 appearances for Monterey. So he's yeah, he's been so playing a lot. Um, I mean, that, it's a yeah. big uh, – yeah, I mean, that's that's a heck of a pedigree to have, you know, it is senior like Mexican national team experience and Goner, like where you're going with, with Monterey of the Liga MX. Yeah, Monterey, a big club down in uh, in uh, Liga MX. We're, we'll probably see a few players from them on Wednesday. Um, yeah. But, uh, uh, yeah, it's – I mean, I was – I texted you guys on the, ch- the text chain earlier today, and, um, and I was saying I'm not sure what kind of signing this is going to be because he's a midfielder. He doesn't score a lot of goals. Mm-hmm. Um, so that to me tells me he's more of a playmaker or a defensive midfielder. Yeah. And he, um, to 
but he has so many appearances for Monterey, a, a big club down in Liga MX. So that I'm taking as a vote of confidence. And so if uh, I'm, I hope he works out here, especially since we've had a bunch of trouble in the defensive mid uh, here. So um, I'm hoping that maybe he can boost our defense a little bit better. Sure. Uh, yeah. Welcome. Welcome to Minnesota. Jonathan yeah. Gonzalez. Yeah. Can we go? I think, I don't know. Maybe you've already seen this before, but can we just call him Joe go? Is that good enough? Joe go. Joe go. Joe go. Yeah. yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, and, and it's, it is what it is. I mean, it's, it's, it's a, you, I would assume we obviously don't have all the details in front of us, but we would assume that it's a relatively kind of a, a low risk, um, move here because he's 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 on loan now for the rest the remainder of the season and i, yeah. I believe he's without a contract at the end of this year i i'm, I'm assuming that and so i'm not going to go stand stand too firmly on that point but bottom line is is it just for the rest of the year and i so i doubt you know i doubt financially we're too deep into this so you know why not let's see what we have and yeah we don't know uh how bad ariaga's ankle is uh, which could come into play in this pickup. Uh, we know Will Trapp is also dealing with a thigh injury. So um, mm, we need Hayes is out. Uh, Hayes is out. Yeah, we need midfielders. And, yeah. and you look at you look at what happened this last weekend, which we'll talk about is, is Ray was on accumulation. So he was out at somebody like it's like Gonzalez could have stepped into Ray's position, I think. Possibly. Um, possibly. Because they, they keep talking about defensive mids, but you never know what kind of a playmaker yeah. is without well, seeing too much. Yeah. Okay. Uh, he, like a, he's just a center mid, right? He doesn't play any of the wings or anything like that. I don't think so. Yeah. Not, yeah. And I mean, unlike the next guy we'll probably talk about who I think has experience across throughout yeah. both wing, both wings and in the center, you know, attacking positions. So, but yeah, Jonathan Gonzalez, uh, exciting, just w- giving this pedigree. And I guess ultimately, maybe the biggest uh the biggest price we had to pay was the 50,000 gam which yeah. you know we've seen much much bigger deals so that's you know nothing that's nothing especially uh, Minnesota Jogo yeah. yeah exactly and and we know the window the window i mean the, the, both these signing signings or loans i should say were were last minute the window the, the transfer window closed i think it was thursday as we record here on sunday yeah. so we're we're literally finding about the about these transfer transactions i'll call them you know, a day or two after the window officially closed. So it's a little interesting yeah. there, but well, we'll hey, talk. I think it's just, uh, we already talked about, you know, Alan Benitez and yep. now, you know, so I, I just like to see they're making moves, you know, and they need to, to remain competitive in the West. So it's good to see. Well, yeah, we talked about Alan Benitez. He actually started last night, which is nice to see, but our other signing guys was uh, Colombian forward Mender Garcia. Uh, and just came. to clarify, he's a transfer, not a loan. He's, That's right. He is. He, he is last, a transfer. Uh, yep. Got our last Mender DP Gar- spot. Men- Mender Garcia says, yeah. Mender yeah. did get our last uh, DP slot. So uh, yeah, he came. Where did he come from? What team? Once Once called us. Oh. Um, right. I I think they're a Colombian. Uh, they are whatever the oh, Colombian called us. It's a first division Colombian team. So okay. And then, yeah, and then just while you're kind of looking at that, Connor, yeah, so they, they signed him, they did sign him, it was a transfer, they signed him to a one and a half year contract, but it actually has two club options after that. So depending mm-hmm. on how things go, I, I, so I kind of like that as well. It, it seems mm-hmm. like a relatively small investment on, a, on an up and coming player. That's what I call him. I think Mender Garcia and Jogo are both 23, maybe 24, uh, 24, Mender's 24, but 
I think I've, I, we're seeing kind of a theme here, I think, in the recent signings, say, of an Ariaga, uh, Joseph Rosales, um, even, you know, if you want to throw in Jonathan Gonzalez's loan, uh, loan into this, and now here with Mender Garcia. I mean, if you look at, say, if you look at this signing Mender Garcia just from a straightforward statistical analysis, he doesn't blow your socks off. Um, I would say, you know, now Mender Garcia is his attacking player. He plays, he plays in the striker position. I think one reason why they like him is he can play the wings. I think he has done that, but no, statistically, he doesn't blow you away with his numbers. I mean, if you're looking at goals, no, per, he doesn't. goals per game, goals per 90, I mean, anything you really look at doesn't, doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't really blow you away. But that's my point is I think what it's clear, I think Harrison Heath and, and Adrian Heath, are looking for and have been looking for, especially recently, are maybe getting a little more value on players that are ready and poised for breakouts. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I think that's definitely what's going on here. They're they're kind of they're in the middle of a youth movement, so to speak, which maybe is a good thing. Across, you know, well, whether you're talking any position on this club, it might be a good thing. And I, they're looking for those guys that maybe haven't, you know, reached the pinnacle. They're not in their peak, but they they're looking for those up and comers. And I think that's what they're hoping Mender is here. So. Well, when when you don't have a uh, didn't start your youth team until this year, mm-hmm. uh, you've got to go out and get guys who are 22, 23, 24, who've gotten a little bit of experience on some of these teams and haven't reached their peak yet and kind of bring yeah. them up that way. I mean, that's that's the way you have to do it. Yeah, I mean, Ray, sure. like in the last couple of years, Ray Reynoso might be an exception to that um, where he yeah. had, had a little more he had a little more. Um, you look at his resume, it included a little bit more than say that some of the guys that have been brought in, but Hey, I mean, these are young guys are, you know, obviously there's a common theme here from South America. Um, so they, they liked him enough to bring him in as a, as a, as their designated player. Yep. Now I know there's been talk that says there's definitely potential for them to be able to pay that number down. So clearly the, 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 the amount of transfer, the amount uh, that they're on the hook for as far as a player's uh, guaranteed salary is a, we know it's got to be above that, you know, well above, I shouldn't say well above, but it's got to be above that $500,000 mark. So it's a significant signing when you're paying that much money to bring them in, yeah. whether temporarily or not as a DP, it's kind of a big deal. So of course that spot was freed up when they, uh, when they let uh, Adrian Anugo. So here it yep. is. They, they didn't take too long to fill it. And like I said, the windows closed and they made their moves and, and this was one of them. So it makes you wonder, like when you compare, like we, we basically let go of Adrian Anu and then you pick up another striker in uh, or striker slash winger uh, mm-hmm. with Mender Garcia. And it makes you wonder what the difference is in their salary, actually, because uh, I know Adrian Anu was getting paid, what, 2.5, uh, yeah. 2.5 million. Yeah. And yeah, so what, you wonder what uh, Mender Garcia um, coming in halfway through the season, I wonder what his uh, salary is going to be. I'm hoping it's not as big as that. It shouldn't um, be. Yeah. Well, I doubt it. And they hint, and this is, you know, nothing, I don't think it was anything official, but I certainly saw hints. I don't know if it was from like, say, an Andy Greeter or one of the other beat writer, um, but it sounded like they, they, they had paying down his DP status was, uh, was a possibility. Now, yeah. I don't know if they need to do that here this year, um, considering the transfer window is closed, but. They won't. See. Well, you got when they, when you sign a DP, he's going to okay. remain a DP for a while. I think um, it's uh, I think it's unavoidable when you when you get him in on a very attractive designated player player contract, and then if you're already in talks to pay down that status, 
then I don't think that spells good news. Um, in my, I mean, it's good news for the club because they're being financially responsible, but yes. uh, it makes it less attractive. It makes it a less attractive deal for Mender Garcia, uh, despite getting paid down. Um, so I'm, I mean, that that makes me think: how long is he going to be around for? Well, um, I mean, couple, I mean, they signed years. They sign him to a year and a half contract now okay. with so this this half year and next year. So, again, like I was saying, it, it seems like a low risk kind of transaction. And with those options, you have two of them. So if he does turn out to really work, then, you know, you have a couple options that you could use. So I, 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 I do so. like it. I do like it. And then the fact is in MLS, I mean, you need to you need, you know, a success, a successful clubs need to use the DP spots because that by definition means that that salary does not count against your uh, salary cap. Oh, for sure. And, yeah. And then you, that's you, you're just playing the MLS game and, and we, we don't, it's so, it gets so complicated when you're talking about salary cap and gam and TAM and, you know, you know, everything like that. So, but I, they know what they're doing. This team knows but, what they're hey. doing. And, and it's the, it's the up and comers. It's the guys that are poised for breakouts. And we've already seen, uh, you know, we've already seen sparks and moments from some of the younger guys that we brought in. So plus you got that, you got the Apple money coming in next year, guys got the Apple True. money. Spilling the apple money, you know. Yeah, and he and like I don't know. We we briefly touched about this. Like, if you were if you, I'm looking at it right now, just because I knew we were going to talk about it, I pulled up you know basically Minnesota's uh, statement on them, and it's interesting how they call him a re, as a re, they sign him as a restricted designated player. And we kind of David and I know I brought it up with David, and I know he we're like, what does that mean? And we couldn't quite figure it out because I think even MLS did not describe him as a restricted designated player. So I think all that means, my guess is that it simply means he's not a, a U22 or a young designated player. Yeah. Like say like, I think Bongi, for example, was brought in, you know, in the U22 initiative. And so it's just a different category. Um, before we get into the game guys, and, and again, great. We got these new players. We'll see how they come in. We already we'll talk about Benitez here in a little bit. We're getting to the game, guys. I just want to mention that there's some uh, weather coming towards my house. So if the power goes out, oh. you know, just be prepared to for, take shelter uh, and wait 30 minutes. Yeah, exactly. Well, we'll talk yeah. about that too. But yeah, um, yeah, because this happened before where the power's gone at my house and we've mm. lost contact. So right. um, let's get into the game, guys. Last night against Colorado, it was an eight o'clock game here. Uh, seven o'clock out there in Colorado. The starting lineup, guys, we are missing. Let's see, let's count who we're missing. Okay, no Ray accumulation, no Lude accumulation, no Boxy accumulation, no Ariaga bad ankle, no Will Trap bad thigh. So that's what five starters that we we're missing last night. Yep, I mean, ridiculous. And you're going to Colorado, which we know that the uh, the the air up there is a little bit thinner, and uh, guys get a little gas a little easier. So, yeah. what did Adrian Heath do, guys? He decided yeah. to go with the four four two, yeah, which we've been calling for since the beginning of this freaking season when they had Anu and Amaria up yep. top. Didn't do it till last night. So what does now he do last? Night? Gone. So what does he do last night, Connor? He goes with Anna Maria and Dunlady up top. Uh, he goes Fragapane, Joseph Rosales, Kimbaguchi, and Bongi across the uh, next line there, the midfield line. And the back line, he goes uh, Lawrence, Debassi, Kalman in for uh, Boxy. And then Alan Benitez getting his first start. 
at yeah. uh, right back in there for DJ Taylor. The other problem too is guys on our bench, we had what five five guys who we could we could we uh, could use spin. unless you yeah. wanted to use a goalkeeper. Yeah, yeah, it was ex- extremely extremely shorthanded yeah. side that had to go out to Colorado, unfortunately. And so yeah, I mean it. You know, Minnesota has been shorthanded, I'd say, for the past month. For, for one reason or another, but this was kind of yeah. the extreme when you throw those accumulations, all three of them into that, that fact that really kind of hurt. And that's where, you know, you, you look, you hate those yellow, you know, when those yellow cards start to add up, like they have been all year. It, mm-hmm. and when, Oh boy, it just, it just really hits this club this week, especially. And it's, it's a pain to see. I yeah. thought, you know, looking at that lineup, I mean, I, you know, it's to me, I, I wasn't, I, I kind of liked it. I, 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 Tony, I know you and I were talking about, I was wondering if we'd see Dunlady on Friday, I, you know, Friday night I brought up to you and, and sure enough, we did. I didn't necessarily think it was going to come in the way of a four, four, two. So that was a little surprising to me. Um, I, I don't know. And it's interesting. Like you could almost, I was, it, it was going to be interesting, interesting to see how that four, four, two played out as the game went on, because you could almost, you could almost push it into a traditional, you know, four, two, three, one, of course, with, Rosales and Kibaguchi and your, 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 you know, defensive mid positions and then Franco and Bung Longway and their national wingers. And then see how, how does Amaria and Donati, do they kind of, does, is it Amaria that plays, you know, a little, you know, more as your traditional striker and, you know, maybe Donati drops back a little bit. And I, I yeah. think that happened a little bit, but, but not maybe enough to, to call it, you know, what we're used to seeing in a four, two, three, one, and especially without a guy like Reynoso out there as your 10 so yeah they they definitely changed up their they changed it up and that's and you through at least through most of the first half that's what they tried to do they tried to stick with that 442 or yeah 442 sorry and um with i guess you'd call it uh, limited or limited success i guess they did have some success but but, it's, un- uh, it's unexpected though like i didn't, was, I didn't expect the 442 at all and it's, mm-hmm. i mean i was telling you guys it's uncharacteristically british of heath to very four four two i was there. i was thinking four three three I, I, I thought and, if and, anything it would be mm. it would be four three three um mm. and to be honest uh i think that could have worked better um yeah. but uh i mean you've got you've got two strikers and then the rest are all midfielders and defenders the, the only thing you can really do is go with a four four two uh based on who you've <laughs> oh excuse me uh, who you've selected for the team? Um, it's uh, I mean, I, I, other than that, I mean, I, I was very surprised. It was just four four two was nothing I ever com- ever expected to see from from Heath. Yeah, and and we get into this. I mean, that's why. Yeah, I think maybe a four three three would have worked. I, I was I was wondering. You know, DJ Taylor's been on a hell of a run here, and I was one. And obviously, it is exciting to see Benitez, Alan Benitez, finally you know, get a start for um, Minnesota at, at that right wing position. But that was one of the things I kind of was always wondering. I, I wasn't expecting, but wondering is that, you know, could we see DJ Taylor keep his role as, at the, as right back and maybe see Alan Benitez come in and play more of a mid, you know, a mid, especially if they're going to play a four through three or something like that. But that, that you wasn't know, with, the case. With Alan Benitez starting last night, I, I don't think we should read too much into that because uh, with the, with, with a squad that's missing so many players, it's a good time to throw in Alan Benitez as a starter and mm-hmm. just see how he does. 
so I think that um, we, I don't think that DJ Taylor is in any danger of losing his job as of yet. Yeah. Um, we could see maybe a few games down the road. Uh, if Alan Benitez starts playing a little bit better, practicing a little bit better. Um, if DJ Taylor starts losing his, losing his mojo, yeah. uh, we could see a change, but uh, I think, um, I don't think this is anything to read into for last night. Um before we get into the game, guys, I just want to mention that none of us were close on our uh, predictions from last week. No, um, we were we were all way off. Mm-hmm. Uh, Connor did did pick something right, which everybody probably knows, but uh, he did pick the L, uh, which we'll get into in a little bit. While the rest of us were all that. Yeah, I mean, we were just terrible on our predictions. So, guys, right away, right off the bat, um, the the four four two. Works his wonders because uh, we get a, a goal from Dunlady off the corner, assisted by Luis Amaria, uh, which was a nice little start. I think it was in like the fourth minute, guys. It was. Yeah, yeah, yeah it, it was. And yeah, so I don't know. I mean, it was so early that I wouldn't say directly contribute that goal to the formation. I will. They were playing. But yeah, yeah, I mean, it was, you know, it was a, it was a set piece. It was a corner kick. And, yep. you know, I don't think it was a huge surprise. In fact, I even... It was, I, that's why I say Tony mentioned uh, Franco with the assistant. It was Franco that uh, took the corner kick. Yeah. Um, and we actually saw this. Uh, I know obviously Ray makes the majority, if not all the corner kicks now, but once when we f- first saw Franco come into the squad, he actually would take some of the corner kicks on his mm-hmm. side of the field. And uh, Correct. so it's not something that Franco is, it's not something new to him. And uh, so, yeah, he put a beautiful ball in and then I, it's almost hard to see. It was hard to see in real time, actually, but uh, Armory getting a piece of it, but just enough. And then, yeah, credit uh, Dunlady. And I, Dunlady was one of the guys, that's why I brought him up on Friday, Tony. I was a little concerned with Dunlady um, and, and his run of form you know, with the club after they brought him back this year. And I, cause I wasn't honestly, frankly, too impressed with Dinlotti's performance and effort for yeah. most of the season when we saw him, but credit Dinlotti, he got his leg on the, he got his leg on the ball and, and, and was at the right place at the back post. And yeah, it was just a fantastic finish for him. So can I was I really say, happy to see it. Yeah. Can I, can I just say that I'm watching the replays of that right now? How in the world did that ball get all the way through that crowd? Well, I, can't I think see where it comes through. Perfect, Connor. No, that's per that's perfect because that's what I was trying to describe. I think when I was watching it real time, I don't know how it did. I didn't. Amaria. I didn't see armor. Yeah, and so well, Amaria got the head on it, but how did that's it how go it did. through? Like, I mean, it's, super, uh, unobstructed magic. Yeah, so, well, it was magic, but it was magic, but it was Amaria, which I did not see in real time. I think without Amaria's assist, because it was, he, he mm-hmm. got his head on it, it would certainly not have gotten all the way back through. So yeah. it needed Amaria's uh, work, and hence the the assist. It makes perfect sense. It's the only way. But yeah, even Andrew. Connor, even you're right, even with Amaria's effort, it still was lucky to get through there to uh, yeah. find Lottie's foot. So All right. So what a start. Oof. What a start. And, and really, guys, we should... After that first goal, we're all excited. Da, 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 da. Yeah. But now we're going to get into the real problem from this game. And I think we're spending the majority of the time talking about this problem because some people think it's a problem. Other people don't think it's a problem. David's not on the pod tonight. He's one of the ones who thinks it's a problem. There's, there's two different sides on social media about DSC. And it kind of came up right away here in the seventh minute, guys with uh, Zardis kicking a ball uh, from close range 
uh it was it was shot pretty well uh dsc gets his hands on it doesn't grab it fully uh I don't think no, it wasn't Zardis. I'm sorry. Who was who? Who had no, the outside no, shot? I think it was Rubio oh. who shot. It. Rubio shot. It. I'm sorry, man. Yeah. So Rubio, Rubio, Rubio had right. the outside shot. Uh, DSC does not get his hands on it fully. Zardis comes in to get the ball in the back of the net, uh, and this is where it's kind of an, an overflow from last week's game because last week's game, I think we all, um, well, Connor, you weren't on, but I think we talked about was DSC. He had a bad game last week. Okay. David was concerned about DSC and now it's feeding into this game. Seven minutes in DSC has a play that he should have made and usually does, but he doesn't. Um, so was this goal his fault? Well, yeah, absolutely. I mean, short answer is yes. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I think it's the, in my opinion, it's the only answer. I, I think if we had DSC on this podcast and asked him the question, I think straight up, he would take responsibility for this one because I, this is, this is a play that we're used to seeing him make. I I think he went to the ground too early. His, his dive, you know, he did need to go to his right to, 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 to make the save to dive for it. But I mean, he went low early the dive, So he didn't cover as much ground with that dive, I guess is what I'm trying to say. But the point is he didn't need to, you know, cover that much ground. It, you know, that ball should be in his hands, both hands, and he should have that wrapped up. And he will have that one wrapped up most of the time. We've he would have it wrapped up all year. I mean, that's why he's been you know a runner in the running for goalkeeper of the year. You know, at least so far, he, mm-hmm. because he makes plays like that look routine. That's routine yeah. for him, and it has yeah. been all year. And so yeah. he simply just did not manage to hold onto that ball tightly, and that's why um, Zardis was able to finish it off. I mean, I know there was a little conversation did. You know, did did Zardes kick it out of his hands? But Dane clearly did not have full control of that. Right. Yeah. So, so guys, what I'm what I'm thinking we're gonna do now. I mean, we'll get Connor just one second here. Okay. I'll get to you. Um, One thing we're doing now, guys, um, we're gonna talk about these goals that Colorado scored, and I want to talk about who you guys think uh, caused that goal to be scored by Colorado. So, David. Dave thinks that was what was DSC's fault. I think it's yeah. DSC's fault. No, Connor, go ahead. Uh, yes, I absolutely think it's DSC's fault because uh, if you look at the way the ball is shot, uh, you're right. You, you guys are absolutely right. It's routine for him. Uh, he gets his body behind the ball. He has his hands out ready to make the save, but he it's it turns into a almost a howler, and he almost puts it into his own net. Mm-hmm. He manages to get his other hands on it but it's still not in his control. And again, this should be routine for a goalkeeper of Dan St. Clair's uh, caliber. So I think, yes, absolutely. This is on DSC. And I don't think, uh, I, I don't think there's any other answer to that question, to be honest. Um, it's, yeah. It should have been a routine save for him. If you have your, if you have your body behind the ball, that should be it. It's uh, that, that, that should be enough. Just make, just make sure you're coordinating your hands and you have your body behind the ball and that should be it. But he did that and messed it up. So that's, yeah. that's, that's my take on it. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, if you want to go a little deeper, I mean, you can, you can see, was it, was it Rubio that, I mean, he, he did have a little too much space, you know, as, yeah. he, as I mean, he was, okay. I think it was Rosales that closed him down before he got it okay. you know, near 18, but I don't know. That's more Nicky picky, Nicky Nacky you know, a little too picky for me because you're going to see shots like that on a regular basis. Like that's not, 
and that's not an unusual shot. Yeah. At this level. In this so, league, so we all feel that DSC should have made that, made that safe right there. Okay. So <laughs> four minutes guys, four minutes later, they get another attempt. And this is, I don't think I've seen a team do this much long throws into the box. And I think it was a strategy they were using to catch us off guard and it worked. Uh, this is a long throw from Rosenberry, right? Yeah. Dave Rose. No, sorry. Rose, Rosenberry. Roseberry. Ro- Ro- Rosenberry. Oh. Rose. Is it Rosenberry or Rosenberry? Ro- Rosen. What is it? What is it? Ro- Sage Rosenfels. Rosenfels. Oh. <laughs> Bumblecopter. Uh, sorry. Anybody knows Bumblecopter? No. Okay. Rosenberry has a nice, throws it into the box. And what the fuck happened? I mean, this was like, like nobody knew what the fuck to do. Yeah. So like, can I go first in this one? Guys? Oh, go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, so uh, this one is also on DSC, but not fully on him. Um, it's, it's a complete breakdown in the defense. Mm-hmm. Um, it, you've got Coleman, Benitez, and I believe that's Debasi around Rubio in the, mm-hmm. in the box. You've got the mm-hmm. long throw. It's a good long throw. Um, for sure. But if you've got three men basically covering all corners of Rubio and Rubio, he's not the tallest of guys. No. So he, he like that he shouldn't have gotten his head to it, but he didn't even need to make an effort. And Mm -hmm. you saw Brent Coleman go up for the ball, but he ducked at the last second as well. Um, which is, I mean, who either he shouldn't have ducked or somebody else shouldn't have told him to duck. Well, um, now hold, just minute. one second, Connor. People were saying that maybe Rubio called them off. Oh, that that could be possible. That could Which be possible. can I could see that happening. That that could be possible. Rubio is a piece of work, but uh, mm-hmm. um, I mean, it, to me, at, at first it was clearly the defense's fault, but then you had then Dan St. Clair should have come also could have come out and punched it away. Um, yeah. yep. mm-hmm. And yeah. he could, yeah, he definitely has the height on Rubio. Mm-hmm. He has done this tons of times before, so and t- and tonight shouldn't have been any, any different. So, but it was. Yeah. So it, yeah. it's it is on DSC, but it not fully in my opinion. Yeah, I, I don't have any Connor. Good good analysis of that. So I'm not I'm not going to add anything to it no. other than to reemphasize what Tony said. And I think that long throw caught the entire club by surprise. It caught Dane St. Clair, who was just standing on his back on his uh, on the goal line, didn't mm-hmm. move. Didn't move. And then, yeah, I think it between Coleman and Debassi, you know, it was and a breakdown. Benitez was there too. And, and yep. it was a breakdown by, yeah. And that's, that's when you, when you look at it after the fact, boy, you wish you, you wish DSC, you know, cause usually the D- Dane St. Clair is such an assertive, you know, aggressive goalkeeper. You just expect him. Like if that was a corner kick, you'd expect him to, to grab that with, without, much cause, but it For just, sure. I think that it was the long throw just threw everybody off and yeah, that's where I leave it. So, all right. And I, I agree guys. It was uh DSC could come off his line a little bit, uh, gone for it to punch it out, caught the ball. David said he could have caught the ball. I think he probably could have caught the ball, but again, I think they, they kind of cut, uh, cut us off guard there a little bit, which flows in our next goal, which is another three minutes later, mm. same type of deal. Now, not in the box, but a, a quick long throw, guys. Yeah. 
like just totally everybody's off guard. Uh, you got who's the little dude? What's his name? Uh, who I don't like, uh, little guy. Oh, are you uh, thinking of Barrios? Oh, uh, Barrios. Barrios. Yeah. Barrios gets it. I hate Barrios, by the way. I hate yeah. it. Yeah. There's, uh, there we could probably a lot of we could probably have we could probably have beers together, but I hate him when he plays. So <laughs> he gets it in the box. He's got a nice little uh, pass over to Zardis. Zardis gets it. Now, what I'm going to say in this one, guys, and here's where I place the blame for this one. I place the blame for this one on the back line because yeah. they were not prepared for this shit. Yeah. yeah, they were caught flat-footed. There's nothing Dane can do here. Um, no. I mean, no. really, there's nothing he can do. Yeah, I so, think I think I don't want to get ahead. Yeah, I think of the at least of the three that we're looking at in mm-hmm. here in the span of for all of eight minutes. Yeah. This is the one where, yeah, this is the this is the one where if there is a goal, this is not. I would not put this one on Dane. Pretty much mm-hmm. at all other, you know, I think he would have had to got lucky because there is no way he in as this play developed naturally, I don't think that he had any chance of getting that ball before his nope. does, but coming off his line, he didn't have a hope of that. And then it, the way his artist, you know, got his foot on the ball, it mm-hmm. was too late, you know, maybe yeah. at that point, you know, DSC saw it coming, but they're too little, too late. He wasn't going to be able to do enough to, to stop his artist. You got to credit. So, you know, and you race. know, when you look, when you look back at the replay, DSC did the best he could. And under the yep. circumstances, he made himself as yes. big as possible. Mm-hmm. But again, there's not much you can do with, uh, with the back line being out as out of position as they were and playing so, with a very little urgency. By the yeah, way, if, while Colorado was playing with a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, that's where this one goes. If we want to sound like a broken record, which I don't know that we want to, especially when we're talking about three Colorado goals, but I mean, that, that's where, yes, they were. The defense was caught off guard on this one. Unfortunately, especially the back line Debossi just not getting back fast enough. Brent Coleman, you know, he was back, but you know, he didn't do anywhere near enough, you know, to close down that pass. He tried. I mean, I guess Coleman was all right there, but I, I, I think Debossi not, not getting back to pace Zardes because that, you know, in this case, you don't have a Michael Boxel. That's where you wonder how this, how goals like, you know, the last three that we're talking about, especially this one, how this one would have looked with a, with a, you know, a captain, you know, veteran like Michael Boxel yeah. out there, it could have turned out totally different. Boxel might've been on Zardes, you know, like literally glued to Zardes in that scenario where Debassi clearly wasn't. And so it might've turned out differently. So, you know, this one is for me is on the back line. So So I think we're all clear. This one was a back line issue. This was a flat footed thing. So now that's two goals that DSC uh, gave up and one goal that the back line caused. Okay. By the way, if, uh, if Michael Barrios ever comes to Minnesota, I would love to see him play for us by the way. Yeah. Yeah. I think think he'd be a great kind of underappreciated striker. He's a pesky motherfucker. He is. What he is. He's very Everybody hates the pesky motherfuckers. I don't like. I hated uh, JJ Berea when he played for Dallas because he was a pesky motherfucker, and then he played for the the, the, the Timberwolves, and I was like, oh, I love JJ. He's great. Yeah. But, uh, plus yeah. his plus his wife is super hot, by the way. Oh, there you go. I mean, that's uh, all the more reason to love him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. yeah. Um. So, guys, we uh after that after that whole deluge of of goals and goals and goals, we have a little bit of a a break in the action. It, and then, it was, it, I mean, it was, I mean, it actually, which it was much needed. I mean, because yeah. it basically possession more or less equaled out after that yeah. 15th minute goal possession yeah. equaled out. I don't know if I wouldn't say Minnesota looked dangerous, uh, but they, I would still call them in the game only because, you know, they the floodgates, 
they closed the floodgates at least they stepped it up which they had to and credit to minnesota i think all year we've seen this they don't there's there's not a lot of give up in this team i mean i think mm-hmm. if this team was you know dead last in the standings maybe it mm-hmm. looked different but you know down two goals down three goals whatever it is all year long this team doesn't give up and that's what we saw throughout the first half and and I think at least we have we had something exciting uh, towards the end of the first half to uh, we get did. us back. Exciting. You're right, stuff. Dave. We did, yes. We have a goal by Amria, which is – let's take a little time to talk about this, guys, because this goal here was special. And it was fantastic. Set up, yeah. by, set up by Benitez. Yeah, I'm, I believe. It was – yeah, it was Amaria. Actually, Amaria. Actually, Amaria had the ball and got it out wide mm-hmm. to Benitez, who was running down the, the right wing there. So, and what does he do? It, Benitez it, gets the ball underneath the, the, the defender's not, legs. Not uh, yeah, that was a pretty Amaria. Deked him out. Of, he deked him out. I mean, he yeah. had a couple yeah, moves, a couple the nice Cruyff moves. Turn. You got the yeah. turn going on. And, and, and Amaria gets and then he it, a little bit of a, a little sliding kick to the opposite post. Unbelievable goal. Unbelievable. And that's what you call the Paraguayan connection, everybody. That's right. Paraguayan yeah. connection, yeah. Yep. That's right. Should and be a new, it's a new sitcom coming to NBC, the Paraguayan it, connection. It, it um, was. I mean, what a t- like, how do you describe, like, you know, after after um, Benitez got Amaria's, it was a little, like kind of a little back heel to himself, basically. It was, yeah. It was yeah. like, Sorta. you know, that was, it looked kind of completely intentional, but it almost mm-hmm. looked like his back heel was a little bit heavy, but somehow, somehow he gets his, his right foot to it and just, just. And he puts oh, that. He puts that ball in the one place I think where Yarborough can't get to it, um, yeah. and it's so it's it's a great shot. And, and a both, lot of people, both. if you go for a ball, if you go for a shot at that oh. angle, probably nine out of ten times that's going to go high or wide. Well, and you're, and you're not sh- it, Connor. You're not shooting it from like a shot like straight on. Yeah. You're you're doing like a sliding shot. Oh yeah, you have sure. to put it all well, to get all has to come together. On that slide, it's, and, yeah, and, and that's that's why I look at the the one basically, you know, from the pass from Benitez, which was impressive on its own, but then the back heel, I'll call it back heel, back heel, heavy touch to himself. But then again, looking at it, he basically he had enough on that ball where the defender couldn't get to it either. So he was he knew what he was doing. He turned as soon as he hit it, he turned, dove out with his right leg and got to it before the defender could get to it to either block it or kick it away. Does he get, does he get his own assist? Does he get his own assist on this? I I don't think you can, but uh, I think you should. I think you should get your own assist. That's not a back heel to himself. That's the Cruyff turn that he just imitated. I I don't, I don't care. I'm sorry. I I, I did not have that, uh, that term. Whatever it's called. (laughs) He he assisted on himself, but they did. uh, I think they did give it to, uh, well, technically you can't assist yourself. I would say, well, you should be able to. Yeah. I just noticed it's, that Benitez uh, Benitez put it through. He did, uh, yeah. Um, Estevez's legs when he yeah when he, he did it too, yeah. yeah. a little bit of a deke move there and through his legs. It's nice. Yeah. So then, yeah, Tony. Basically, that brings us into halftime, and so then the second three, half starts and three. Uh, no, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. Three, <laughs> three to two. Then we have we have lightning, guys. We have lightning, yeah. which Darn seems it. to happen against Colorado all the time. Um, we have lightning. We have thirty minutes, and we have another thirty minutes, and we have Sterling saying "fuck this, I'm out" because uh, it's an hour ahead of time in his time. So at this point, I think it was like what, well, like been late. eleven o'clock, eleven thirty. Like uh, yeah, it was it was about ten four. Well, it, it was about ten forty Central time. So yeah. and uh, pop, 10, 40, 10 45 Central time. Papa Tony fell asleep himself, so that's that just just happens. 
but uh saturday night well it's 43 dave i have two kids (laughs) fuck's sakes um but uh let's talk about Mm. the final the final goal here from colorado before you get into it tony just because you you guys fell asleep and Mm -hmm. i know where we're gonna go with this final colorado goal but Mm -hmm. i do have to say that Coming out of halftime, I was watching. I was watching the start of the second half. I watched the second half in its entirety, actually. But um, I was joking around about Dane St. Clair and how maybe he was starting to look a little sharper, uh, you know, in the in the first half. Now it was a joke because, yeah, we we were very critical of Dane St. Clair in, in at least a couple of the the three goals that were scored in the first half by Colorado. But Dane St. Clair had. Th- looked more like vintage Dane St. Clair coming out in the second half. He had several nice saves, yep. not just nice saves, but very good saves. So, cause it was make no mistake for the first 15 minutes of the second half, it was all Colorado. It was all Colorado possession. It was all good, deep possession in their final attacking third. And Dane St. Clair really honestly came up big with several really good saves to keep it at three, two early on. Unfortunately, uh, Tony, I know where you're going. In well, first minute. Yeah, this is another one of those. Um, well, it's Rubio again, outside the box. Uh, takes a shot, a shot that Dane St. Clair should have just eaten up. Yeah, I mean, he should have been Pac-Man on this one, just like gobbled it up. Unfortunately, he doesn't. He lets it out. Zardis comes in and and and, and finishes it off. And it's almost uh, an exact replica of the of yeah. the first goal. And, so, and, you know, yeah. So, can we all agree this is a DSC? Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, thing again because he should have gobbled that up, and yeah. it and now what does that do? That makes eight goals given up in two games, guys. Yeah. And you start to kind of have some some issues with DSC. Yeah. Um, should. Zardis have scored scored this goal? Absolutely not. No, no, no. Uh, this that, that, been... that one, that that one is absolutely on Dane St. Clair. That, yeah. and it's almost surprising, especially like, and that's why I wanted to, you know, at least give Dane a little credit with the way he started the second half because mm-hmm. he's he's you know he's standing on his head, not literally, but making great saves to start the second mm-hmm. half, and and the, here comes one that for him is should be routine. There's no reason mm-hmm. he should allow a, re, a rebound and allow Zardis to score a hat trick. I think yeah. the last time Zardis, if I remember right, the last time I, I, I don't remember the game, but I think I remember hearing that the last time Zardis had a hat trick in the MLS was against Minnesota. It was. It was. It was. When you hey. played for Columbus. Hey, yeah. look at that. You know, he likes so, but that he should never have had a, a brace, let alone a hat trick. So I mean, likes to likes to feast on us. Let me tell you. Um, so, yeah, it's at this point. Uh, you have to worry about DSC. You have to worry about his mental uh, you know, health. I mean, not his mental health, but his, his mentality at this point. You know, one um, thing, Tony, you're right. You do. You know, one thing I heard in the broadcast that I scoffed at almost immediately, but they, they were mentioning how, of course, coming, you know, later this week, he's going to be in the all-star game mm-hmm. here, yeah. here at all on his field. And they, they, they made the comment. Um, I'm, I, I'm not going to name names because I don't remember who exactly it was, but in the, in the Minnesota broadcast, I heard this, you know, saying that maybe the pressure of being in the all-star game is too much for him. And, he, and he's got that on his mind, you know, yeah, I, 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 was, I laughed. Give me a break. I scoff at that too. That's ridiculous. What? Nobody the, should feel pressure about the all-star no, game. Because the all-star game doesn't matter. 
Yeah. It, no, it's, it, it's, an, it's an exhibition. It's yeah. an exhibition game where each player is going to get maybe 30 minutes of playing time. Yeah. And then you get, th- then how many people, I don't know how many players there are on each team, but um, I mean, it's at most you're going to get 45 minutes and it's a game right. that doesn't account for anything other than entertainment yeah. purposes. Yeah. Right. I only, I only bring that up to kind of say things that aren't the cause of the, the recent lack of form for DSE, but, but it is great. It is so surprising all year, at least, you know, the prior, you know, f- four months, five months of the season, we we've been just waiting and waiting for, you know, the offensive kind of onslaught and offense, you know, scoring goals that this team that we, we thought this team was capable of. And here mm-hmm. in the last run of what seven eight games now here it is minnesota scoring three four games goals a game and finally we get there and then now what's happened though instead of uh, seeing dane at his best um you know giving up a goal or two i know he he had a stretch where he had, didn't have a clean sheet for like 12 games but that's usually when he's not having a clean sheet it's giving up a goal or two at most. So yeah. we're not used to seeing this. It's, and it's almost shocking now that we're at, this team's actually scoring goals seemingly at will three, four goals a game is regular now over the last seven, eight games. Now all of a sudden Dane is having issues. It's, it's unfortunate. Well, well let's, let's finish this game up guys. Uh, because we did come back for a goal. Now we're down four to two. I, I, the whole time. Yeah. The whole time. Oh, should I just go to bed? Should I go to bed? Should I go to bed? And then 80, 81st minute, Dave. Uh, Rosales with a nice uh, corner into the box, and uh, Brent Coleman gets a header on it. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, basically unguarded. He yep. had nobody on him. There, credit. Um, yeah, credit Coleman. I don't know if he might have known this was coming, but yeah, he he had a really nice run into the box, and then basically stopped that run. Was in the it. perfect spot and just headed into goal with 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 authority. So yeah, walked it in. Guys, this game. And did up. you see? Did you see his little? Uh, I think it was kind of like a finger wave or hand wave to the yeah. stands. It was kind of yeah. uh, that was odd. A yeah. little bit, little uh, yeah. too little, too late though, because we don't yeah. score anything else. We lose four to three. Enough excitement um, to keep me watching for the next ten minutes. Uh, now, oh, for, well, yeah. Then you get down, you're only down by one goal. There's always that hope. And they, they had, I think it was Bongi. I think had kind of a late, uh, decent yeah. chance where he probably should have done better. But now uh, nope. we have they we didn't. have some. We have some yellow cards, guys. Do we have any accumulation? I see Kamar Lawrence got one and Fregapane got one. I don't believe so. I don't we think so. We good? We good? Don't yeah. take my don't take okay. my word for it, but I, I'm saying okay. I don't believe so because they definitely okay. did not say as okay. much during the broadcast. Okay. And I think typically they're the you know, Cal and Kendra are pretty on top of those things when that when the, when such an occasion does come up where they'd miss the next game due to accumulation, mm-hmm. they usually point that out in short order. Did not make any mention of that during this game. So any of the cards, Rosales, uh, Kaimar, and, and Frankapane, I don't believe any of those guys are will be out next week. Okay, due yeah. to, due to accumulation, anyways. So to finish this game up, guys, lost four to three to Colorado. Um, the big story, of course, is DSC. That was the talker I said on social media today and last night. I put in a poll on our on our Twitter today saying. Uh, who do you blame for last night's loss? And I had DSC, the back line, and Heath not wearing a suit because it really, him wearing a suit helps yeah. out. Um, 50% of the people, uh, as of right now, 26 people have voted. 13 people have said DSC is the problem. Um, 
the back line is at 35%, and uh, Heath not wearing a suit is at 15%. So a lot of people think DSC is a problem. I cannot disagree with that uh, because I think we talked about this during the whole game. Three of those goals last night, I believe, were DSC's fault. Uh, one goal is back line's fault. So, yeah, DSC is a problem. How do you fix that? Well, I think that DSC supporters will say he's had two bad games in a row. I I think maybe getting this break, this all-star break, being an all-star, being on the pitch, he'll come back fresh, whatever. Do you put in a Tyler Miller? I don't think you do. I don't think so. No, because I, I think – uh, DSC has done too much for this club yeah. already this season. Yeah. That, yeah. I mean, yes, it is two very, very bad games, but uh, mm-hmm. you, you can't, that doesn't discount what he's done for the mm-hmm. rest of the season. Mm-hmm. I think if he has a couple more bad games like that, then yes, you absolutely uh, think about bringing in Tyler Miller, but well, you, I think you, his job is safe for now. You talk, you mean you talk about uh, goalkeepers. I talk about uh, other sports a lot on this show. I talk about starting pitching. Uh, starting pitchers sometimes go through two or three games where they they have they they have bad games, give a lot of runs. Doesn't seem like they're they're doing what they need to do, and they come back and they're great. Uh, I'm not gonna. There's a lot of DSC people on Twitter today saying, "Hey, it's DSC. He's great. You know, keep him out there." I get it, but that's two well, games in a row. That's two games well, in a row now. Yes, two games in a row. Yeah, it is. It's two games in a row. That's one thing. But the I think the the bigger the elephant in the room is the fact that this club has Tyler Miller available. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean that he, we know we've seen Tyler Miller do a lot of the things that Dane St. Clair has done when Dane St. Clair has been you know on the top of his game. Tyler Miller has that same capability. So it's I'm not necessarily saying it's I think it's a talking point. I'm not necessarily saying that Tyler Miller should give, be given a chance now to see if he can go on a run or who has the hot hand. I mean, that's what you're looking for, but it wouldn't surprise me to see uh, Heath give Tyler Miller a goal. Mm-hmm. The only problem with that though, is you don't want to play with Dane's, you know, if it is a mental thing, well, it is, you don't want it to get more into his head, I guess. Could you, so could it's, you, it's a fine line. Do you, do you, you know, it really is. And I don't, mean, I don't have that answer. He's I'm, I'm pretty sure DSC is going to start on Wednesday night, which we'll talk about a little bit because we're all going to the game Wednesday. We'll talk about the break. Pretty well, sure DSC is more interested to see what will happen next Sunday night. Well, exactly. But I'm pretty sure DSC will start Wednesday night. Does Heath then say, okay, you started the All-Star game, had a couple bad games to roll. Let's just take a little break. You know, he had some fun on Wednesday. Take a week off. We'll start Tyler, you know, do some things. I don't know. What DSC's attitude is. That's yeah. a very real possibility, though. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, knowing Adrian Heath, uh, he could very much uh, go with Tyler Miller for mm-hmm. next week against Nashville. And, um, you know, it, it could be it could be just a week, in, oh, a week out for Dane St. Clair, but it could be mm-hmm. a, a little bit longer because I don't know what Heath is feeling about this. Yeah. Um, and, and it's only speculation, but I mean, I think as I was kind of talking out loud there, thinking out loud, <laughs> of course I'm talking out loud, but I was thinking out loud. And I mean, I think given, given what we've seen and knowing that we have the quality of Tyler Miller on the bench, I think this is probably the perfect time to, to give Tyler a start, you know, why, and why not Tony, you brought up a good point. Yep. So it's, it's a couple of bad games in a row. 
it's hey, you're starting the all-star game midweek. I know, I know, of course, we're only talking about limited minutes, 30 minutes is at most probably, or a half at most, like you mentioned, Connor. And, and so, yeah, why not? This could be the time. And, and the fact is, I don't think we should treat it. I don't, you know, Heath, you know, you get, I don't want to see Dane get in the doghouse or anything, but I'm just saying like, you know, Heath, this is, it wouldn't surprise me at all. If, if we see Heath make a move. Well, we'll see what happens. Uh, I mean, again, it's, um, it's a situation that's very fluid right now. Um, so, and, and I'm a big DSC fan. I have been for all since they drafted the guy. Um, so I hate to see him have bad games, but it happens. So, yeah. And especially from, you know, from, from Dane's point of view, Mm-hmm. This is the worst time to, to run into struggles mm-hmm. from a personal standpoint, you know, coming into the, the Olympics coming up in just a few months here. World Cup and World Cup. God, what did I say? Olympics. Sorry. Yeah. World Cup. Sorry. World Cup. Yeah. World Cup. Um, and, you know, we got uh, pretty lucky with other games this week because uh, that loss only set us down to fourth mm-hmm. in the Western Conference. Only Dallas is, at, is ahead of us besides Austin and LAFC. It's tight. And it's very tight. Tight. And- tight. But with a win, Minnesota actually has a game in hand over Dallas. They do. So they yeah. could take that third spot back. They have yeah. a game in but, hand against a lot of people in the West, actually. Yeah. True. They do. So, yeah. 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 And good, great points, guys. Because, yeah, I think absolutely it really is important to, to keep it in perspective. I mean, Minnesota was, what, on a seven-game unbeaten streak. They had mm-hmm. won five of those games. Um, a hell, heck of a run here, a, a much-needed run. We mentioned, you know the last few weeks here mm-hmm. and it is it's it's a loss to colorado on the road they you know a place they haven't won before and they 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 have they still won the season series against colorado that two games to one they didn't sweep them but uh you know they whereas last year i think colorado got all three so yeah. you know it's an improvement over last year versus colorado and yeah unfor- it's unfortunate to see this kind of game shake out where you, where as a team you score three goals but it's still not enough but hey it is what it is. And you look over the last two months, basically, or month and a half, I should say, um, month and a half. And uh, it's still a good run of football. For this um, and it's, you know, it's how do you rebound after a loss? We're going to see that. And we'll I, see. You it. Know. But we got a break coming up. We'll talk about the break when we come back because we had an all-star break. We had a week. Do some things. Fun stuff going on this week, guys. We'll be there Wednesday. We'll talk a little bit about that uh, when we come back. We'll also give our predictions for next weekend's game, the 14th against Nashville in Nashville, which supposedly has the most supporters going to that game of any game this year. That'd be a fun town to get to. Really? Which, yeah. yeah, supposedly. Wow. Um, not not Miami. I mean, Miami was <laughs> us. It was us. Miami and, was us and a handful of other and people. Other people. Yeah, exactly. Nobody yeah. goes to Miami in June. Yeah, for well, us. we did. <laughs> uh, we'll do that. Uh, Connor, you got some history or some questions? Yeah, I got a little bit for you. All right, cool. Yeah. And then, uh, unfortunately, David's not here because he got one uh, story. It's not really a funny story, but it's an interesting story from the land of Florida. So, uh, yeah, we'll be back in just one minute. And we're back. Took a little break. Talked some All-Star Game festivities because we, all three of us guys, are going to the All-Star Game thanks to Connor and the season tickets. Dave and I will be there with Connor and his dad and stepmom and friends. It's going to be crazy. Uh, they have stuff. I mean, I want to go to the all-star game, the skills competition guys Tuesday night. I really did. Uh, but that's not going to happen. 
Uh, yeah, but- I did too. I did too because I don't know about you guys, but I, I've over the years I've watched it on TV. Yeah, and it, it looks a lot. It looks like it's a lot of fun, and it would be really entertaining to kind of see firsthand, especially if you got a nice seat. Yeah. Um, well, of course, there's no bad seat in the house at Allianz, but it, it would have been a lot of fun. But yeah, unfortunately for me, it doesn't work out as well. So, but they but are uh, excited to be at the All Star mm-hmm. Game on Wednesday, and I think Tony, you know this, and uh, it, this will be my first All Star as big of a sports fan as I am across all most sports. This will be my first All Star Game experience in any Might sport as well. Might as well. And yeah, so I, I'm thrilled, thrilled mm-hmm. to be there, uh, thrilled to be able to be, get there on Wednesday night. So yeah, well, I cannot wait. And I love uh, one, one thing, one more thing I'll throw out before you go on um, is I love the format of mm-hmm. how they're doing it. It's not your traditional East versus West no, uh, or conference versus conference, or, you know, you know, I know how they did it in the NBA or still do it in the NBA where they have like a, the, a captain pick a team mm-hmm. or squad. I think that's how it works. Anyways. Mm-hmm. I love how it's the MLS all-stars versus the Liga MX all-stars. Mm-hmm. I think that's really cool. Yes. It's still an exhibition game, you know, but it really, I think that's really a fun concept and how they're doing it. It's really exciting, especially given, of course, you know, that what is it? The, what do they call the cup that's coming in 2023 next year? Um, the Leagues uh, Cup. Leagues Cup. Leagues Cup, yeah. where yeah. every every MLS team is going to have a chance to compete yes. with, you know, in, in the tournament where every Liga MX team is going to compete. And then that goes, of course, with the buildup to the 2026 World Cup in which Mexico, United States, and Canada gets a share. So, yeah, it's it's really exciting. And then the formats couldn't be better, in my opinion. So, like, at the Skills Challenge, they have a – I think they have uh, – it's um, kind of a, a MLS um, charity – or not charity, but a kind of a volunteer stuff going on tomorrow. Monday, uh, yeah. Monday, which I've got an email about that. I would love to do that, but I'm working. Um, and then uh, I think tomorrow night they have a concert going on somewhere. Uh, Tuesday at Skills Challenge. Wednesday's a big day. 11 o'clock, they've got uh, some sort of MLS um, young uh, MLS pros. Next. MLS, MLS Next, Next uh, playing up in Blaine. Yeah. Playing up in Blaine 11 o'clock. So that, that would be, and I, I didn't look at the rosters, but that would be your MNUFC 2, of course. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and of the, the, the league that they're in. So mm-hmm. yeah, that would be kind of cool. And it, it is, and it's, I should say like for people who may have the opportunity to get to that and that is Wednesday during the day, you said 11 o'clock, 11 o'clock. Yeah, that, that's completely free by the way. Yeah, it's free. Yeah. So and it's kind of a cool way to experience, you know, an all-star game experience. Hopefully they have refreshments open at the, uh, at their blame. <laughs> I wouldn't, you never know. I wouldn't assume uh, that, but yeah. You know, I think this uh, would be if you're if you've got kids or something and, and yeah, you're just yeah. looking for a fun free event, this mm-hmm. would be that. Because hey, I, I from speaking from experience, yeah, okay, we might have complaints about this or that. And there was a lightning delay in that game as well, Tony, that we went yeah, to. It was, yeah. Uh but but no, that would be, you know, we saw the talent level on on yeah. the MNUFC team, you know, the dose, I guess the deuce, deuce. By, by itself. Yeah. I mean, the talent level is good. So an all-star mm-hmm. game for the across that league would be great. Because you got players that either have played in or are step away from playing in MLS, so yeah, awesome. If I, I will be working that morning. I won't have the chance, but if anybody does, it's not. It'd definitely be worth a trip up, and you probably wouldn't have to worry about too much traffic at that time of day too to get up there. So there so, is one Minnesota guy on uh, the West team for the MLS Next All Star game. By the way, his, his name is Carlos Leatherman, who I've never heard mm, of, but well, that's um, odd. Yeah, mm. he's on. Say that name. I think, we saw, I think we saw him play in MNUFC. The Deuce. 
Probably, yeah. But the, the name vaguely rings mm-hmm. a bell. Of course, I, you know, sorry, but I was focusing on mainly on guys that it, that are rotating either in and out of the senior squad or we've we've heard of like, um, right. not, but uh, right. Azil Jackson. So, so. Finish it off, guys, at three o'clock on the May and the Great Lawn Islands Field. They've got what they call Coca-Cola, uh, Coca-Cola's Beats, Cleats, and Eats, including special guest appearances by MLS players, musical acts, culinary offerings, and the opportunity to sample Coca-Cola refreshments. Also a little concert by, uh, what is it, Tanache? Tanache. Yeah. Tanache and Nerdy. Nerdy. Never heard of Nerdy. N-U-R slash D. So they'll be playing at about 545. Um, I'm excited to see the Great Lawn guys. I'm excited to see a shitload of people out there. I've been on the Great Lawn before for, um, oh, for the uh, when they they played in the playoffs a couple of years ago. Yes, uh, that's there right. Were, they they there, had. Uh, I think Chris Hockey was there. Was yeah, he? There was yeah, yeah. There wasn't a lot of people out there. No, uh, there wasn't. So I'm excited to see a bunch of people out there. We'll be out there uh, starting three three thirty um to check all the festivities in we'll talk about it next week on the show uh our experience at the all-star game MLS all-star game on wednesday but off the fun stuff guys let's get the serious stuff here they have a little break midweek all-star game and then next sunday they play in nashville now there's going to be a lot of fans from ML, from uh, United at the uh, at Nashville. I've heard on Twitter that this is the most fans this year going to a game. Um, let's get some predictions. I'm going to let David go first because I had David send me his prediction before we started this podcast. And David is picking a two-to-two draw. So That's bold. He's going a little bold on that one. Yeah. Uh, Dave, let's, let's go to you now. What are you thinking for next week? Yeah, that, that, that's a good, it's a good, it's a good one. Um, listen, I'm, I'm, I'm a little, a little concerned about this game. Uh, first of all, team like Nashville, they're, 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 they're good. They're only two points down, you know, from Minnesota in the standings. They're right there. So this is kind of, this could be a swing game, you know, if, if Nashville could get the points you know, and, and then all of a sudden we jump us in the standings. And so as tight as the Western conference standings are, it's, it makes me a little nervous. But that being said, I think this club is essentially coming off is going to be coming off a nice little bit of rest here, especially for three key starters, you know, and Lude, uh, Ray and, and, uh, Michael Boxel, uh, granted we'll see Ray on Wednesday night, but you know, he's not gonna get 90 minutes for that one. We know that. Uh, so, I'm kind of optimistic in that. And who knows, we might see like a healthy Ariaga. I don't know about Will Trap, but I'm going to look at this as essentially we have almost had an off week, a bye week for those players. I think they're going to come back strong. I think we're going to get a fast start and I think we can win this game. I think we're going to see what we've been seeing for the last few games. I think we're going to score three goals. I can see that. I think mm-hmm. that's going to continue. I think we beat them three, one, and I'll just add mm-hmm. to that. Yeah. So, but again, I joke about it. I'm going to joke about it every week, make the same stupid joke that I'm never right. Um, so don't put too much into that, but that's my guess. I'm going to go three, one, not necessarily a clean sheet. I think Tyler will get the start. That's just another little side prediction. Why not? As we're doing it. And uh, yeah, you know, and the only thing is I started out saying I'm a little bit nervous about the game and then I kind of get one into why I think they're going to win, but also Nashville hasn't, it's, it hasn't exactly been a fortress for them. 
in in Nashville. They're 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 three and three, three wins, three losses, I think, and five uh five, five draws. draws. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So so I, I look at that as a positive. Um because you see certain teams that are just it, it looks like a fortress where they rarely drop points at home. But that's not the case with Nashville, even though they are very close to Minnesota in the standing. So yeah, three one. All right. Connor, what are you? Uh, I know I predicted a loss for Cal- for Colorado, uh, and I think I'm going to go the other way this time. And I'm, I'm going to make – this may be against my better judgment, but um, I'm going to pick Minnesota to win uh, 1-0. Ooh. Um, I think that uh, Nashville, um, if you look at their goal, goals for and goals against, it, they're, it's not particularly impressive. It's not the worst, but uh, they have a negative one goal difference. Um so I think that defense is going to be key. And, and uh, since Minnesota has the better scoring offense, I think they'll be the ones that come out on top. And like Dave said, uh, Geodis Park has not, been a, has not been a fortress for Nashville. Uh, so I think that's going to count against them. They have a better away record than they do a, do a home record. Um, and yeah, with Lewis, Reynoso, and Boxel coming back, those are th- basically our three best players. Um, so I'm picking a win, one nil. One nil. Yep. That's a again, guys. We've uh, I think we've all chosen very low scores in the past two games, and we've gotten screwed. Yeah. On those low scores. Um. Uh, man, this is tough. I want to go low, but then again, I want to go high because of what's happened the last two games. I'm gonna go. With, uh, yeah, I'm going to say it. I'm going to go a 4-1 win by the Loons. Whoa. Yep, because uh, I think that the uh, scoring has been, uh, they're on a streak now. You just had to one-up me and, get, and go with I had to. They, I, I, like, I like it. Yeah, because, uh, you know, it's kind of like the Price is Right rules. Mm-hmm. Uh, one-up. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I, this team has been scoring goals, guys, and they can score goals. The problem has been on the back end and DSC. I think they get back to the bend, don't break attitude that they had uh, previously. And uh, yeah, I, I think uh, any, four to one. Any prediction? Any predictions on Tyler Miller or D- DSC? That's a tough one to say, Dave. It is. It is. And you know what? And even though I said I, I'm I'm picking Tyler Miller, obviously it's not my choice and. I really, there's, I, I see it both ways. And as we all love Dane St. Clair, obviously. So it, it is tough, but I see, I can see both sides of it. So it, it, you can't like, I think Connor agrees with me on this. It's 50, 50. Really? Yeah. I mean, that's what I agree. Yeah, I agree. And I think uh, the odds would be in DSC's favor if he wasn't playing in the, in the all-star game, mm-hmm. uh, because he's uh, DSC might need a little rest. So yeah. Um, I mean, he's not going to play. He's not going to play ninety, of course, because no. they need to get all three goalkeepers in there to to get some minutes. But, um, nope. but yeah, and I don't. Want... Sorry, boys. Thunder, thunder oh. happening here. All right, uh, no, we can still oh. see you. The the, the whole thing, man. This is we could spend another twenty minutes talking on it. We won't, obviously, but mm-hmm. yeah, that with Tyler Miller. I mean, the line may have already been drawn into the sand, so to speak. Like yeah. we, who knows? That decision may have been made within the club essentially saying 
you know, that's it. I mean, because there was games where Tyler Miller could have maybe seen action, could have been available as a substitute. Um, he wasn't even available, uh, was it, against Everton? Yeah. He, he was yeah. sitting in the stands watching the game. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. There might be things going on behind the scenes that we don't even know. So it's it's really hard to predict. So. And we could we could spend a whole uh, episode on after this game on DSC and what we think. It, 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 it's a fluid situation. We'll go from there. We'll see what happens. I think a lot of people have uh, very strong opinions on DSC, if he's good, if he's not good, whatever. But it is what it is. We'll see what happens after the All-Star break. Um, Connor, do you have some history or some questions? Oh, yes. Uh, I, I forgot to get it up here. Uh, oh, yeah. It is It is coming down outside my house as yeah. well right now. Raining yeah. wind, although all of our power lines too. are... All of our power lines are underground, so I, I doubt I would lose power, but you never know if it was widespread. So okay, so I have not updated this in a while, so I wonder if these are the, some of the days that I have updated. Um, oops. So today is the 7th. Yes. All right. Okay, it looks like these are some, some days that I have uh, updated, so I'll go ahead and get through them. Uh, who have we got here? Oh, okay. A year ago on August 1st, United won the quarterfinal match of the MLS is back tournament in 2020 against San Jose 4 1. Hey, that was a pretty cool game. That was when we had San Jose's number, like no matter Mm -hmm. what they did. Yep. Um, okay. So let's move on. Let's see where some, what are some good ones? I don't know if I have uh, mentioned this team. I might have. August 4th, 1978. The Kicks win 2-0 against the Colorado Caribous. Nope. Hold the phone. Were there car- are there Caribou in Colorado? Uh, I mean, they probably David, are. David's not here to say if there are not. Oh, okay. There could have probably there, are. There, there could have been. There's big, there's big yeah. uh, forest land out there. So Guessing there I mean, are. I wouldn't Guessing. doubt it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't doubt it, but Caribou is a Minnesota thing, I feel. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like, it, if anything, it should be caribou Minnesota coffee. caribou. Caribou coffee. Caribou yeah. coffee. You always yeah, get that. Sure. Yeah. Um, all right. 1981, August 5th. The Kicks win 2-1 against our mortal enemy, the New York Cosmos. Oh, yeah. Mm. Nice. Always good to get a win over the Cosmos. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, boy, guys. Um, so, August 6th, 2016. Uh, this was the last year that United were in the NASL, and the only yeah. game that I went to that year at Blaine, um, United lost against Miami FC 4-0. Ouch. That was not a fun game to be at. We, I, I had just bought my season tickets like a, mm-hmm. a month before. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was uh, back in the NASL. It was only like maybe 100 to 200 bucks. Yeah, it's cheap. Um, yeah, so it was really nice, uh, but it ended up being – one of the best decisions I ever made because mm-hmm. that gave me priority for when uh, priority and picking seats when uh, when Minnesota joined the MLS. So that was I'm that was a great one. Pretty sure that I went to a lot of games that last year mm-hmm. up in Blaine. Dave, I think you went with us. I think you were up there a lot too. Yeah. Um, okay. And I think tickets were like five it, or six bucks. Well, it was, I mean, I was going to say, yeah. I mean, over, over the years in Blaine, uh, it, yeah. it, it was always fun going to games up there, but I think yeah. it, it was just building up to a crescendo as we knew yeah, yeah. coming over to the MLS. Mm-hmm. So, you, yeah, you couldn't help but get to as many games as you yep. could. So. 
And I do have uh, one more uh, his- historical day, and mm-hmm. I have, and and I have a question if you guys will allow me. Sure. Um, nineteen seventy nine today in nineteen. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. No, t- today in nineteen seventy six, the Kicks lose at the Tampa Bay Rowdies. Oh, the so Rowdies. One. There you go. Yep. So that was their the Kicks inaugural year. Still around. There. Uh, yeah, and probably, my question. Yeah, David's second team. Mm-hmm. Maybe first team. They're probably first team now. Yeah. And the question, and I wish that David was on here for this podcast because I know he'd have a few. Um, the question for being known, um, what is, or name a guilty pleasure song. Ooh, man. That's tough. Yeah. I mean, I don't that even, is tough. I mean, I, it's, there's a lot. There's a, yeah, lot, there's of a lot of songs. A lot of songs I could name off. Uh so many Christmas. Uh, I, I, I generally speaking, like I don't know if that qual if this qualifies as guilty pleasure, but I don't know. In my old age, I mean, I used to be all about rock and you know maybe alternative music and this and that. But I mean, I I have grown to like more and more pop for some reason as I get older, and so I I don't know. I tend to if you throw like Madonna or Lady Gaga into that category, oh, yeah. you, you could yeah. all pick any of those songs, and yeah. I'd probably say, oh yeah, I like to listen to that every once in a while. Yeah. That counts as a guilty pleasure. I don't know. I mean, you know, uh, I I'm, like yeah. I'm a big Heart fan. There you go. Uh, heart. Yeah. These dreams by Heart. Uh, for whatever reason, my things don't have to move. Okay. Uh, I have Heart. Uh, they're a big uh, guilty pleasure of mine. Yeah. Um, they were rockers back in the 70s and the 80s. They became, you know. Oh, yeah. I've, kind of I, I've heard of Barracuda and. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, a couple other, other mm-hmm. what was that yeah. other song? Yeah. yeah, a couple other ones. But I um, listen, I listen to everything though. I mean, I Sinatra, Martin. I have country music. I got pop. I got. I mean, it's like everything. So. Yeah, I listen to everything too. Yeah. Although yeah. Um, mine is, uh, it's the only song I like by her, but it it is a Celine Dion song. No, don't um, don't say it. Don't say it. Yeah. It's because... not. It's not my. It's not my heart will go on. It's okay. Not my heart okay. Will go on. Okay. Um, it's a song called A New Day Has Come. Oh, okay. Um, All right, that's Dave. Is that better or not? Because <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, yes, I hate to say I'm, I'm, re- I'm I, gonna quit now. I'm just gonna quit the podcast I, right now. I, I had to say it. <laughs> Our friend Johnny, big Celine Dion fan. Oh, yeah, that, that, big that's, a Celine Dion. that's a great guilty pleasure, yeah. but I'm not. Uh, I can't yeah. say I share the same It's just the one song for me. I have yeah. everything else I can't stand, but uh my heart will, one song. My heart will go on with Johnny in his car. He used to like just pump his fists. He used to like yeah. get just I'll throw, he'd have, uh, and then, oh, get the wind open. The music, does he? Can you he even imagine the, that? Because it happened to both of us, obviously. Oh yeah. Sure. Oh yeah. We're we're driving we're we're what 19, 20, 21 years mm-hmm. old. Mm-hmm. We are driving through campus. And yeah. he's got his windows down, blaring <laughs> Celine Dion, My Heart Will Go On, with his hand out, hand out the window. It's like, holy shit. And now you know what, oh Dave? Now he, now he works on campus. Yeah. That's the funny thing. It's like a full circle. And I wouldn't be I wouldn't be surprised if he still did the same thing quite oh, yeah. oh if, if yeah. he did that and maybe when he walked into his office mm-hmm. they played the theme song of him yeah. uh yeah. just walking in he's like oh god Johnny's here. he he went through some streaks where like what was that song? downtown by what's her name old song oh, uh, go down yeah. yeah he played it all the time in his car with the windows open 
Like just ridiculous. Wow. This ridiculous. Getting in some golden oldies. Yeah, he there. was. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah. Love you, Johnny. But seriously, man, mm-hmm, let's mm-hmm. stop that. I wish um, David could tell me his. I really uh, want David to tell yeah. me his. Yeah, coming from like a punk rocker like David, it would be interesting to see what his so-called guilty pleasures are. But. Yeah. It's probably, I, I couldn't even say what it is, but it's probably something like country song or something like that. Mm. Oh, it might be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like right. country. Like country yeah. 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 Well, thanks, Connor. Uh, before we get out of here, guys, let's uh, talk about one. It's not even a funny story. It's an interesting story from the land of Florida. Um, the Florida Everglades. Uh, you guys know where those are? Those are down southern down Florida, south of Miami, yeah, uh, just a little south of, of Dave, David, in uh, Fort Myers. They have a uh, a, a Burmese python problem. I did not realize this. Um, I saw some videos over the yeah. weekend. Of, I yeah. don't know if they're of anything, I'll be interested to hear what you're going to say. But well, deers, raccoons, possums, and fox once flocked to the area of the Everglades. Nowadays, you'd be lucky if you spot one mammal in the area. Who is to blame for this decline? The invasive species known as Burmese pythons. To help combat the problem for Florida's ecosystem, snake hunters are congregating in the hundreds for the Florida Python Challenge, hmm. which was created back in 2013 by the Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission. Um, so I guess they get a bunch of people out there who go hunt Burmese pythons uh, to get them out of that area to uh, stop them from you know, getting crazy. Uh, members are required to take an online training course, pay $25 registration fee. The hunter who brings back the most pythons was $2,500. Last year, participants killed more than 200 pythons. Uh, since 2000, more than 17,000 pythons have been removed and reported. Uh, I mean, seriously, I... I guess I, I don't know how Burmese pythons came to be in the Everglades, uh, but shit. Yeah, they're they're it looks like they're native to Southeast Asia. Yeah. Down there. So somebody uh brought over some pythons, uh wherever, had them Just as pets. Threw them in the swamps. Threw them out there in the swamps, and now they've uh gotten crazy. And uh yeah, so now they're having a little contest to go kill them. I was gonna ask David if he was gonna join the contest and go down there and uh have some fun, but I guess not. Mm. <laughs> but they can grow up to like seven meters long. Oh god, they can go huge. That's ridiculous. And they're they're not poisonous. They still bite you, but they're not poisonous. Their big mm-hmm. thing is wrapping around people or uh, mammals and killing them right by uh you know whatever. Yeah, but, uh, that's why I bring it up. I saw I think it was just yesterday. I saw I mean, and I didn't even bother to see where it was from, but saw a video of this mm-hmm. dog. That a big, big snake was wrapped around this dog, mm-hmm. and then these kids came out, and I think there's one adult, and maybe it was a father and a couple of sons yeah. ran out, and like the I think that it was the older guy or the father possibly was like kind of going after the snake's head, but then I mean the yeah. snake was huge and it was wrapped around like a golden retriever, mm-hmm. and these kids were like doing everything they could to do pry yeah. the snake off this dog. It was just unbelievable. Yeah. Wow. It's nuts. I mean, it's just the things. Yeah. You don't even think about that here in Minnesota, but well, you don't think about it. You don't think about um, places like, well, you don't think about places like that area having a problem with pythons. I mean, they came here from obviously say Connor probably some people had pets and let them go and they've, you know, made it and done some things. 
And now they're just crazy down there. And the size it, of these things too can be yeah. just insane. So, but you don't think about pythons in Florida. I mean, I thought about when I was down there, I thought about alligators, you know, a lot. And the yeah. monkeys, the monkeys in the parking lot at the uh, uh, Fort Myers airport. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah I, I totally forgot to look for them. Which we never yeah. saw. We never saw those, yes. But uh, yeah, it's just, it's nuts. It's, it's, it's crazy how you can bring something from another country and uh, you know, let them go. And then all of a sudden they just fucking, they're all over the place. I mean, we actually have that problem here in Minnesota, guys, with the Asian carp in mm-hmm. the uh, rivers. You know, those are not native to Minnesota and they fuck up our ecosystem. You know, so yeah. there you go. Worms, another thing. Worms are not native. Do you guys know that? No. I did not know that. No. Worms are not native to to uh, to the, uh, North America, uh, especially up here, and they're all over the place. You know. Wow. So, would you guys go uh, catch uh, Burmese pythons if you had the opportunity? Only if they were like a foot long. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I'm gonna t- say hard no. I mean, I think didn't we even talk about it on this pod? Like where I had a, a cobra snake wrapped around my neck in india that's right <laughs> so, that's right oh, did it, yeah. never again never yeah. again <laughs> would you take dave would you take merlin down would uh would, would, oh. would the gal would you take merlin down he could hunt the no. burmese by that no 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 oh, he'd be wow. on a tight leash if, if we ever took no. him down to florida yeah that's again crazy shit got in florida guys crazy shit and we were we were there like two months ago yeah. yep surprised we all came back alive yeah, nothing more than a few iguanas and geckos to attack. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. It's yeah. fine. Um, so yeah, there you go. Uh, anything you guys want to say before we get out of here? Uh, big big week coming up. We got the All Star Game on Wednesday, guys. We'll all be there. Be partying, uh, yeah. watching uh, watching yeah. Ray and DSC play for uh, Team America. No, yeah, nice. it's exciting. Exciting. Looking forward to uh, mm-hmm. All-Star Week festivities here, right mm-hmm. here in St. Paul. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, that's great. And then, yeah, go Loons, of course, on the weekend. Uh, and, yeah. not, and, you know, have fun to all the uh, the people and or listeners that are heading out making the trip this weekend. That'll be a fun uh, place to be. Yeah. yeah. So my, uh, my birthday party has been changed to next Sunday. Oh, that's right. Which pre-game, not- a little pregame oh, yeah. action. We pre-gaming at Top Golf. Uh, Dave and Connor will be there. Connor, your your kid is not allowed there because he gave me COVID. No, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Um, but uh, yeah, so we'll be pre-gaming at Top Golf before the Nashville game. Um, and of course, I think the, the uh, Nashville games evening though, right? Evening game. So we'll yeah. we'll be doing the podcast. I'm sure on Monday night next yeah. week. Uh, but yeah. So hopefully David has recovered from his, his Disney long, discovery. Long, and again, we, I'm gonna I want to hear all about the beers he because he kept sending us pictures of beers he was drinking at the uh, Epcot. I want to hear all mm. about those beers. Um, yeah. So uh, good week, guys. Uh, All three game coming up Wednesday. Myself, Tony, for Dave and Connor. We'll talk to you guys next week. See you later. Go Go Loons. Loons.